the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Jerry will be here shortly. And uh, your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Well, uh, you want to talk about the subject that we were start off the show with what we were talking about before we started the show? Uh, the monarchs or the ground covers? Yeah, no, no, the monarchs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the, you know, we were wondering about that. We had a lot of discussions with our uh, audience on whether the uh, monarch population was starting to recover or not. And, yeah, oops. And uh, based, obviously based on the declaration that it's an endangered species, it uh, the population increase is not been very consistent. No, and that's only um, as of two days ago. It's officially been declared a da- an endangered species. So, um, not, not not to uh, we'll, we'll set it up to help the monarchs. Trace has put the uh, milkweed on sale. It was on sale anyway, but it's good timing. Yeah, well, that, that well, no, you got to be a little careful here. Okay, you, because you, if you. Well, let's see. I, I guess the, the milkweed is good to plant that when it's in bloom um, because it's a good nectar source. The problem is you don't want the mo- monarchs that are migrating from the north down to their wintering grounds. You don't want them lingering too long here in San Antonio. So that's, that's why we've got that. Uh, still have a recommended September 1 prune back oh of the uh of the uh, the top of the the um milkweed because all the native milkweeds will be will be uh quit blooming before i mean will will be uh foliage will be dropped and everything early so that that they really don't doesn't encourage them to stay uh to linger whereas the tropical may but the good the good news is that uh we we want uh, the monarchs to have plenty of nectars, nectar okay. sources, and uh, one of the best is uh, is also on sale the porter weed. Uh huh. I saw that too. I didn't know that was a a uh, monarch loving. Yeah, that's a that's a sp- uh, spectacular uh, uh, plant, and the monarchs love it. And then Duranta. Uh, Duranta is one that they really love. And in the fall, they also go for the 
Lantana and the uh, Salvias, and they're they're uh, on uh, available too and in full bloom. So you you can do a lot. That's uh, one of the neat things about this monarch situation. An individual gardener can actually contribute to uh, to helping it uh, survive the challenges. And the challenges are, number one is that uh, migration is so complex. And so they're, if they're, they go all the way to Canada, some of them do, and they, and they have, uh, every time they stop, there's a new generation. And uh, so, and they're, uh, then they all go, for wintering, they go all the way from Canada and uh, through San Antonio and down to central Mexico and uh, that's where they s they stay in the forest and so every time there's bad weather they're challenged yeah the other thing that's uh, that everybody brings up is the fact that the uh, the milkweed during the spring uh, milkweed populations have been uh, fought with and fought with and reduced and oh. milkweed is the only th only thing that they will lay their eggs on that they're successful at ra raising young. So that's part of it. And then the other thing that's mentioned uh, are uh, uh, insecticides. Yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, you know, you get a little, if Jerry were here, he'd go, whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, walking up this way, so. Oh. Cut to the chase, <laughs> but uh, and and uh, so you know that, that there's a lot of theories determining what actually is challenging the population. What is the wor the worst part of that challenge? Uh, that hasn't been determined yet. There's some research going on, but uh, at this point, we're still recommending that you uh, you get your. Uh, tropical milkweeds, but you cut it. You cut it back uh, about September first, so that we don't encourage the monarchs to lay their eggs in the fall, because those because mo those monarchs that hatch in the that late in the fall, the chances are pretty small they're going to survive long enough. To fly oh, gotcha. To get to the southern winter. Do they ever do, like, for instance, there was a while there that people were just doing the butterflies and butterfly houses and things like that. Do they have breeding programs where, you know, okay, we're going to set aside this big facility for just monarchs to help, you know, just like you would at a zoo or something else to oh, yeah. increase the population? Uh, in fact, uh, many zoos have uh, monarch support programs, and uh, I'm... Now, our zoo used to, uh, I suspect it's still They had a uh, butterfly house. I don't know. Yeah. But the uh, university campuses, too, the one that I, University of Texas, Dallas, is, is a prominent uh, one. But I, I suspect that there's a lot of, uh, almost every university has a, a support program for the monarchs. Even if it's just planting uh, milkweed along the freeway there's a real attempt, oh, okay. attempt to get milkweed growing uh, along uh, like I-35 oh. and so the, and then the city city of San Antonio is a, a monarch initiative uh, city too I remember that hey we have James on the line at 210-308-8867 
Hey, James, thanks for starting the show off. What's going on? Hey, um, yeah, I had to get in early today because I'm on a uh, I know, We can barely hear you. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to pull over There you go. That's here. better. Can y'all hear? Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, I'm out on a county road. I'm going to pull over here. Okay. You can hear me. All right. I've got this issue every year on this crepe myrtle that I planted probably a dozen years ago. And it's, it's okay. probably, I don't know Milton. which one it is. I can't hear him. Oh, you can't hear me? Okay. We're still having trouble. I can hear. All right. Okay. You can hear? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, try it. Okay. Try one more time. Uh, I don't know if Calvin can. That's it. That's can you hear me now? Yes. We got you. I can barely hear you. I can barely hear you all, but okay. Right. Leaf cutter ants. Got I've, got a, I've got a crepe myrtle. It's been in the ground about a dozen years. It's probably about uh, 12 feet tall. A pink one. I don't know the name of it, but that's not important here. Leaf cutter ants, at least once a year. They don't touch anything except for this crepe myrtle. And so they stripped it uh, this past week. They took every leaf off of it. And generally what I'll do is I'll water it thoroughly and deeply and the leaf out. And it started to, but I think because of the heat, the new leaves are just they're just burning up because of the air temperature. Is there anything um, y'all can recommend? I don't really want to lose a crepe myrtle, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, looked at it this morning. It's trying to leaf out again. Do I just the water to it or is there anything you can recommend or just wait and see well the water the watering is the key and a, a crepe, crepe myrtle that that's that old uh, has should have quite a root system so you can keep it watered now does james it, it uh, comes there the cut ants come every year do they come roughly at the same time Okay, well, you got you got a couple options. Yeah. One option that Trace recommend well, uh, quite often recommends is that you get one of the uh, the uh, insecticides that is absorbed. Uh, you put at the base of the roots, but I don't know if that is effective with cut ants. But what I've done when I had the uh, I was on the edge of the fields in the West Bayer County. I just uh, made road, re regular little uh, hill roadblocks and their paths, and it was a, it was this really a simple um, process, but it was, seemed to be real effective. If they walk through uh, the fire ant uh, cord, uh, cordain, if they walk through the fire ant uh, uh, insecticide whichever ones walk through are killed and they carry some of it back to their mound. The, the result I found was that it drove them off to at least to different targets in other uh, other yards. So if you want, you, yeah, that's, that's, you could try that, which is pretty simple. You just, uh, there's a lot of products with fire and poison out there. I, I have traced it uh, because the leaves all the way about 30, 40 feet away to their hole. Uh, and every year I treat them with acetate, but it's not really done anything to them. I mean, the nest has probably gotten bigger. I found this product online called Conquer that I did buy. And three days ago, I put 10 gallons down in the hole with the funnel. I haven't seen them. I don't know if it's going to knock them out. 
but that's kind of secondary. I'm just trying to see if there's anything I can do to this crate myrtle to try to keep it alive. You just say, just keep putting the water to it. Now, can I put too much? I don't want to drown it. Um, It'd be hard to do what, too What much. would you think? Well, yeah, I'm doing Can't do those, too much. Those mound applications, it's t- really tough to get a control out of on an established mound. Yeah. Bike. All right, so my next thought uh, past those things was, uh, you remember a product called Tanglefoot? Okay, I've so heard of it. They don't make yeah. it anymore, but there's another company that picked up, uh, and they're calling it Tree Banding Gum. <laughs> oh. uh, so it looks like sticky ball bearing grease is best description. And you'd make mm. like a three-inch wide strip all the way around the trunk, skip a foot, do it again, skip a foot, do it again, uh, and then constantly go out pull dead bodies and dirt out of it because first thing <laughs> first thing an ant's going to do is throw his buddy on there and crawl over oh so, that's rude <laughs> so you, you gotta you gotta make sure that you keep it sticky and so it's like a glue trap kind of thing so, for lack so, of a better word you put of, it around the it's a multi-trunk crate myrtle so i'd have to wrap it have, around you'd have lawn. to do it in all yeah. all the trunks but in the old days yeah. you you could drive by somebody's house and know they did it because you'd see these dark rings <laughs> uh, around the around the trunk, and does it work? I mean, is it effective or is it? Well, you, you're going to kill a few, and uh, and then hopefully it's a, more of a deterrent. Uh, you know, some some are going to die in it. Some are going to try, and then once <laughs> enough of them die, maybe they'll go somewhere else. They'll see their okay. Buddies, looking right? on the internet, is there? There's no insecticide uh, or pesticide, I should say, that that's effective on those. I'm Finding, well, am, not Amdro, finding anything. Amdro makes one. Uh, I'm not sure I have it, but I can go look. Uh, but the, okay, do you know this, which one it is? I, I don't remember the ingredient. No. Used to be green label. Okay. It used to it used to have a green label, but I think they changed all that. Yeah, they so, don't have uh, that anymore. Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'll go look in the next well, break and see if I still <laughs> have it. All righty. Oh, all right, because the acetate hadn't really bothered them at all. That kind of settled yeah. at it. If you got any. Uh, Fire ant uh, products at at home. Just experiment with that roadblock with a, just a ridge, and uh, I think okay. it'll surprise you. I told you how to get rid of these several months ago, no. didn't I, James? Yeah, it was uh, it's a lot. No. Is it <laughs> was it dynamite? No. BNC? No. You you look on uh, plantanswers.com and do a search. Okay. Of the questions, uh, for cut ants. Okay, I, I did. Ants. I I did do that, but I guess I didn't find the article. You did. You must not have, because it talks about using uh, 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 the uh, the uh, making a bait. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll look again. So, so there is an article on there to make a, a, a bait for the leaf cutter ant. Yeah, it's not legal. That's why I can't describe it. Oh, okay. But it works. All righty. Thanks, James. Oh, okay. I think we got. I think we lost him. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Trace? Oh, just another day in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a pretty day. Yeah. Actually, it's not too it's bad yet. Cold front. I think it's going to be below 100 today. Really? <laughs> That's what I heard. Okay. That's what Alexa told me this morning. Oh, well, well, Alexa I, knows everything. Yeah. This morning, when that 
when there was the no breeze at all. Gosh, that was pretty uh, uncomfortable. Now, right now, it feels a lot better with that little bit of breeze, even. Yeah, and the wind is there's a breeze out there. Jerry's uh, flags are blowing. Yep, out of the south. We talked a little bit about milkweed here. I talked about that what you and I were talking about. Calvin kind of gave us some guidelines. Uh, you want to talk about those pots? Uh, I think we could. Uh, we could absolutely. I already got mine, so I, I'm 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 happy to talk about it. So we we ran <laughs> that same window box that we ran last week on sale, but we got a new pot. Yeah. And I got a bunch of them. I had to How buy over four thousand of them just to get this. How large are they? They're ten inch. Ten inch. So about maybe 10 inch across, is that the... 10 inch across the top. Yeah. The bottom, I don't know, it's probably more like eight and a half. Yeah, and so... But traditional uh, terracotta clay, mm-hmm. but it's in a graphite color. So it's kind of a grayish clay looking. Uh, and they are dirt cheap. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what did yeah. we do? 288, four for 10. Four for 10. The regular 1299. Yeah. That would be what the that same size pot would be. So you're getting four for the less than the price of one. one. No, and they're nice. They're they're. I got to get them out of the back of the truck before I crack them. But <laughs> how does anything fit in the back here? I don't know. But yes. But every time I go down a little hill, click clink click clink click clink click clink. But um, yeah. So in other words, I get to sell you some more. You may have to sell me some more if those break if I don't get them out of there. But yeah, uh, no, that's a good deal. Especially like Calvin, you were pointing out that. Uh, you know, if you had breakage over that freeze, this would be a good. Well, and then you're. Uh, I know if folks that use contain- containers like I do, a lot of them broke right after the freeze. But now, if you're going, you're manipulating, you're moving your displays around. They're real tender, and they're flaking off and pulling pulling apart. So it's yeah, even if you do, uh, are planning some action. Be good to get some reserve pots on hand, and this sounds like a time to do it. Anything else you want to brag on? You got some pretty hibiscus, the uh, perennial hibiscus out in the yep, front. There are some pretty ones. Uh, so we found some more that have the red foliage. Yeah, likes so much. Uh, the, the, with it's kind of a dark purplish. It's yep. pretty, and yeah. then the pink pink but flower. So even when it's not blooming, it has a striking color. They've got some flare hibiscus left. See them blooming? Oh yeah, right in front of us. Yeah. Okay, those are hard to pass up. Yeah. That UT Orange Esperanza, I believe, is on sale. Oh, yeah, the, uh, I always mess it up. It's something of fire. Um, Bells of fire. Bells of fire. Yeah, I just got to think of. So it's UT Orange now, but it will be Aggie maroonish when we get to football season. (laughs) So. You still have some tomato You can enjoy it during the World Series of Baseball, and then for the other half of the house, you can enjoy it during. Right. Football season, all right. Still some tomato plants there. Not, I don't want to emphasize because there aren't a lot. I went ahead they and got. They didn't have hardly anything available. Yeah, but they're, they're the uh, rodeo tomatoes. They're STM uh, tw- uh, twenty-two fifty-five. You hit it right. Awesome. And red, red snapper. Red snapper. Yeah. 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 Those are the two for selections that are re- left. So your article, <coughs> so far, is proven true. If you want them, come get them now. <laughs> well, that's why it went and Trace, still holds uh, true. Uh, Trace verified that too. You know, we had, had planned to get some more, but you, you don't know. We might end up with a, t- a whole bunch of them. But we're at the mercy of the growing operations. So yeah, yeah. you watch. There'll be a bunch of them after it's already time to plant them. <laughs> the uh, 
And if you're waiting for certain <laughs> selections, I, I'm not sure I'd procrastinate yeah, anymore. Just, yeah, if you the, see one that's familiar and it's one of the recommended varieties, get it. The word on the streets, Trey. Mm. They're gonna have gallon tycoon next week. I, I had four and a half inch tycoon this morning. Oh, did you? I did. Okay. Keyword. Keyword. Did. Past a lot, tense. A lot of people like to. The gallon is is. <laughs> It's safe, to, safer to plant at this time of the year. Well, you know what Milton suggested earlier was to buy, buy the tomato and buy some of these inexpensive pots yeah. and mm. plant it in that. Cause that's, that's a good idea. That's close to a two-gallon pot, so you could get you know, several weeks' worth of growth in there until uh, the weather shapes up a bit and then put it in the ground. Yeah. Since plastic pots are hard to find now. Hi. Yeah, but the gallons are coming next week, I well, guess. Well, let's take a quick break so we can uh, answer y'all's question and stuff because uh, we don't have time. I got to a s- bad dog right there. You got a bad dog? He's going to bite you, Trey. All right, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Talk about Spider-Man termite and pest control right now. If there's something in your home that, that's bugging you, like uh, insects or rats, or maybe you're hearing a little scurrying in the other. What's that? My friend. Well, okay. So you can either bring them to Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, we can just have Warren bring them over. Maybe Warren can trap them and bring them over to your house. But if you want to get rid of them, you need to call Spider-Man termite and pest control. And I saw some people complaining about termites uh, on uh, next door. And so apparently they're 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 there's they're an issue. So listen, uh, go with the guy that you're going to call. The last one you're going to call is Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Warren Remy and everybody over there has been doing this since 1976. They know what they're doing. Read those Google reviews about how much people love uh, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 or go spidermanpest.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Okay. Remember, he's got the good stuff. He's got stuff that works, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, the good stuff. Uh Uh-huh. If it works, it's good stuff. (laughs) All right, what you got there? For those who are not whips and want to take care of business. Okay. I, I think he keeps that special for me, don't you think? He might. I think he's got things for you that haven't been on the market for years. <laughs> he goes into that, that, that back closet and then... What I liked about it is I didn't have to deflea my dog. If he'd walk through that, uh-huh. that was it. Okay. Oh, but by the way, the dog died, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. So now even now even stories about your dog, you got to go. He, he, he's passed away, you know, Milton. You're right. All right. Two, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just giving our phone number, 210-308-8867. Yeah, you need to give that more often. I will. Uh, don't, don't tempt me. What's going on there? What you looking through? I was, uh, I was looking through the sales item, and I was going to... Talk to Trace about uh, huh? what they what they what they they're doing with uh, they're promoting. Or when you look at the sale items on uh, 
on the web, millburger.com. Millburgernursery.com. Yeah. Uh, Their sign-up for the newsletter pops on there. Yeah. That's new. That is new. (laughs) I noticed that today. It is... uh, are they promoting the newsletter? I thought they had so many on there that they were No, no, the digital it. newsletter. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Digital, they don't, yeah. Uh, okay, I got you. It's kind of, I signed up for it, by the way, Miller. So, uh, you know why? Because you can see the pictures. In yeah, the, the pictures are much prettier. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, like I said, uh, it's time to plant peppers, and they've got a good supply, and they've got a new supply of peppers out there. Oh, good. And they've still got some real grandy gold. Are they new ones? Or no, they're, oh, okay. they're no more new ones, Melton. They're gone. Okay. But the ones out there on the table got fruit, little bitty fruit on them. Oh, uh, I was wondering what what uh, did you bust it or something? Shark attack. Sure, they, they were visiting. We won't mention where, but there was a child, and Trace jumped in That's and, and pulled the shark in and just was fighting him, <laughs> and it it bit his finger. And we were talking. We were talking <laughs> about. He didn't even blink. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, okay. <laughs> we were. Much better than the real. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the. Uh, Oh, uh, what were we talking about? The pepper, peppers. You got a good supply of peppers out there, and you got some real grandy gold peppers left with little peppers on them. So uh, the the plants look pretty tough because they've been out there for a while. But if you will eat, if you want to eat the pepper and see what it tastes like, buy buy some plants. And eat all the peppers on there. Trey said they won't take them off, so I, I, I'm going to get them to eat them. Oh, okay. But, uh, and revi- put put some, uh, fertilize them real good. And repot, uh, put them in, I'd, I'd, I'd put them in, the, in pots first. And uh, don't bury them too deep. You know, peppers don't, don't uh, taste of being too deep. Do they like terracotta? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were talk- we were talking about that uh, your sign up for the digital newsletter is comes on when you click on uh, That's good. They're listening. Mer- uh, Mer- Burger. I, they're, they're listening. There you go. Uh, also You've got, I was looking at the sales item, and you've got uh, try, uh, uh, I got Cressandras on sale. Yeah, Cressandras. Yeah. Either UT orange or UTSA orange, whichever way you want to look yeah, at it. Yeah, probably <laughs> UTSA. Converting to Texas A&M. Maroon, right? Didn't you say? No, no, no. That was the Esperanza. That's the Bells of Fire. Oh, oh, okay. I remembered at that time. Oh, gosh, you guys probably shouldn't have said that. You might have sold a whole bunch of these Cassandras if people were believing they were going to convert. (laughs) uh, Yeah, well, we won't. We will sell them, yes. Yeah. We won't convince anybody that they're going to turn Aggie. Yeah, but if if they get the 
any more of the orange uh, zinnias, for sure get them. They're unbelievable. There's some, there's some one-gallon orange and yellow double zinnias that are just spectacular right there at the entrance. Gosh. Did you see them, Calvin? Uh, no, I've got, no, I've got... I've got a few at my house uh, on the patio and then in the pool area. They are spectacular in terms of uh, maintaining a bloom and uh, and in that heat. You know, it's, they never get any shade. Of course, I have to water them at least once a day, but uh, really? gosh, they're attractive and showy. And uh, even if you... Uh, even if that's an uncomfortable color for you, uh, like it is for me, it's it's worth it to have those orange, uh, nice orange uh, zinnias. And <laughs> we oh, go ahead. And of course, we we never got to it, Milton. We were talking about the uh, all-star nectar sources, mm-hmm. and, and zinnias are are one of them for the monarchs. If you're attempting to uh, support that um, that uh, endangered species uh, that's just been declared, yeah. So it's yeah. real. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is in danger? Monarchs. Monarchs. The um, that'll be interesting to see the ramifications of that. Um, oh, uh, the people that walked up. Yeah, we're talking about lemons. Le- yes, lemon oh, trees. What were they talking about? Do you want to discuss that? They got. The, I think they got a little sp- uh, spoiled. Their lemons started blooming up a storm this morning. <laughs> I mean, this spring. In May. It was bloom at the end of May. It went into full bloom. Oh, and, and then, then, then they all then they all fell off. It's early, isn't it? Uh, my mind is late. Oh, it's late. Okay. But this year, though, there's nothing early or late. You can't. When do, do they normally bloom? There, they'll bloom in May. And oh, okay. But a lot of times they'll bloom right through. You know, a few blooms all through the uh, growing season. Uh, but mine did the exact same thing that the, he was talking about. But now. <laughs> Not as many blooms as he had, yeah. um, but his foliage looked good. It sounded like, and he was keeping them watered. And he did have leaf miners. Oh, yeah! Welcome to the club. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we heard Jerry cackling over there about <laughs> every. It doesn't matter. Every year you're going to have leaf miners <laughs> on a lemon. Yeah, he, he said we he had re- them last year too. He really wanted me to sell him something, but. Good conscience, that wasn't the right answer. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> well, they, um, I just leave the, the the leaves on there if they're not too damaged. Because yeah. as long as they're green and uh, producing more uh, plant material than yeah. they're using up, they're they're valuable to the plant. The uh, also the uh, the a lot of people like to track them down. You know. Oh really? The, the, when the they en- when they enter, they have a little hole, and then they start mining the chlorophyll. And if you, until they get to be a certain size, they keep mining that uh, uh, chlorophyll. And so, once you see the little beginning of the of the of the uh, canal or whatever they mine out. You'll see that little worm at getting the fresh chlorophyll, <laughs> and a lot of you can just take him out of there and stop the cycle if you don't want to take the whole leaf off. Well, I just I just can't get excited about leaf miner caterpillars when you could be uh, uh, celebrating uh, 
uh, giant swallowtail <laughs> caterpillars on there, you know. That. Yeah, they're not really as common as leaf miners. No, and, yeah, if you got one or two on a, a healthy plant, it's, <laughs> it uh, can, can afford them, can oh, support yeah. them. Some people don't mind them, Milton. Uh, you don't like them? <laughs> no. Because they look like uh, bird poop. Well, well, listen when, to what he when said. When you get on your tomato plants, you might, oh, yeah. then he's got a problem with you them. Mind well, them. Yeah. Yeah. That was so a, it, was, it was a bad pun. Some people don't mind them. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not used to the one-liners uh, coming from Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> the, uh, I, I noticed that you have a... Serious amount of frog fruit over there. Well, the only one person grows it, and when I <laughs> buy it, I gotta buy like a hundred just so that I have okay. enough to last through the sauce package. <laughs> well, that uh, yeah, I think I think you've got the world supply over there. Well, well he's we- also got it in a certified butterfly garden. It really is yeah. an attractive kind of layout with our. Horse herbs in there too, but uh, uh, <laughs> well, what about that snake herb? We got snake. That's in the sauce package. No, is it? Nobody else has that. So we, Wh- which we one does it? What that is that? Uh, it's over here somewhere. Uh, it has a purple bloom. Purple bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there. That part of that uh, goal of the certification process is to get people to to use more of those, uh, like frog fruit and. And the snake fruit and everything, uh, because those are kind of key, uh, yeah. steady sources uh, of nectar and, and valuable sources. And we, we sure see that in the certified butterfly garden. Yeah. Is this the first time you've ever had uh, dwarf red porter weed on sale? No, we had it on sale about a month ago. Oh, and okay. I, I thought, well, we got enough to run it one more time. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we That's great. Great nectar source for hummingbirds and butterflies. Well, don't don't emphasize the great too much because the the two two big rows that there used to be. Yeah, it's one half a row is all that's left. So. Yep, well, there's about fifty plants. <laughs> but when I decided to put in the ad, there's still about hundred and fifty plants. Uh, okay. <laughs> Number one regularly eight ninety nine. On sale for seven eighty eight or three for twenty one dollars. So we were definitely thinking about this monarch thing, even though we didn't know it about. Yeah, it, it was just <laughs> the monarchs were speaking to you. That was a crystal ball moment. Yes, uh, <laughs> in your sleep you woke up. The monarchs, I got, I must help the monarchs. And you got that tro- tropical butterfly weed on there in bloom, in bloom. It's always in bloom. <laughs> it's always in bloom. Well, I, you I say that, this. but about three weeks ago, I walked over. The girls cut them all the way back to the ground. Wait a minute. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Didn't you, don't you remember? And, it was uh, right over here. So <laughs> so we had about three weeks of no blooms, but even, <laughs> even those are blooming again. When you cut the blooms off or buds off, they won't bloom. Trace. I, I, did you, I, did, um, did, I, I asked them, I said, why wouldn't you cut a third of them? <laughs> Wait a week. Cut a third, yeah, and wait a week to cut the last third, and by then the first third looks like something again. But <laughs> that's, a, that's after a, the fact, it sounded really good to them. But uh, beforehand, <laughs> I guess they didn't think it out. Maybe they were thinking it was uh, in the fall, and they were ready to no, cut no. them back. This is they, they just thought it was too tall. They just did them all at once. Okay. Yeah. 
mass cutback. And I see, see you still got Esperanza. You got a bunch of bells of fire over there. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a, a mixed-house Esperanza. Yeah. Yeah. He's not catching what that means. No, he didn't. <laughs> Number one values to twelve ninety nine. So that actually encompasses the uh, yellows as well. Oh, good. On sale for seven eighty eight or three for twenty one dollars. Who would want to buy three, Milton? When you can <laughs> just, buy one, just get one. Yeah, he's making fun of me. <laughs> if I, if well, Trace put half plants on sale. Well, I'd be, huh. So one and of. three are both odd numbers, and you should plant odd. Uh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, no. so Trace is okay with that. <laughs> he but, know, he, it, since he's gotten married, he, he's he been told to get three. You know, yes. She basically says, stop getting, because we have, like, whole beds with, like, <laughs> 20 plants, but one of each. At, uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't that look that good. That red is a, a great container plant, too. You know, it'd, it'd be a perfect fit for that 10-inch. I was going to say, would it grow well in a 10-inch yeah. graphite pot? Oh. And, and they and uh, what you'd get along with that, I'm, I was thinking of the apartments where the patio has got some sun. It wouldn't need to be full sun, but uh, morning sun would be great, or even at, they do find an afternoon sun. Uh, and you'd get along with that. The hummingbirds would find it almost immediately. How, is there a height limit to a hummingbird? Not, not that I've seen. Well, maybe there is. Uh, Evans, the, the one of the rockets to the moon, maybe. But uh, so third floor, we're still okay. Yeah, those. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you see where I was going, right? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I never even thought of that. But I, I've we've seen them in those. Uh, what are those uh, apartments that are at the top of uh, apartment buildings? Uh, the, uh, with, uh, that they people plant. They plant. They got their gardens up there. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what the name is. Yeah, but they... Uh, oh, for Hildebrand? Right there at No, just all He's, in, he's in talking general. in general, where oh. people plant on the top of their apartment complex. Oh. You see, more, you see you, more of it in big cities. Okay. But you get, uh, you, you get uh, I imagine you get uh, hummingbirds there, too. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, but they're they're talking in the big cities to the east. You're talking you're talking about only the ruby throats. But uh, so I heard the New York hummingbirds. Yeah, they're moving to Texas too. Are they? Yeah. Are they coming here? Yep. Oh wow! Football. Another football? No, no, no. no. It's never mind. Just everybody's coming to Texas. Oh, another joke is this? No. Yeah, it's okay. All right, we'll take a quick break. Let Calvin recover from that joke. 210-308-8867. Luckily, it's not, not very deep. Uh, 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We'll be right back on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, just a reminder, you know, it's more important now than ever to water efficiently and effectively, and the tree hugger sprinkler available here at Milberger's will help you do just that. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product, and if you've got to water in a, a tree, 
Uh, you, it opens up and then wraps around the tree. It's got a little hinge on it. And you can turn it on just a little bit to water the root ball, or you can water, uh, turn it up even more and water the, um, the drip line as well. Uh, it's a neat little device. Come check it out here at Mill Burgers, also at HEB, and uh, you'll like it. Uh, you can learn more about them if you want to do some research at treehuggersprinklers.com, treehuggersprinklers.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. <clears throat> Hello, Breaker. Hello. Breaker. <laughs> it's Conway Twitty. Is gonna, <laughs> Hello, we'll be answering your We'll be answering your questions at 210-308-8867. That would be good. I'll miss him. Okay. You know he passed. Just like your dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot breaking news. That's why I was a little bit late. Uh, oh. Because I was printing out this breaking news. Okay. And, of course, when you're a little bit late, your printer runs out of paper. Oh, no. And uh, your stapler runs out of staples. And, and you forget. You, 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 there's one thing you should have pushed, and <laughs> you can't quite remember. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> everything but, goes wrong. But anyway. Uh I got a note from uh, Arthur Milberger, mm-hmm. who started, guess what, Milberger Nation. Yeah. And has been in, uh, <laughs> been in uh, the turf business for a long, long time. In fact, he, uh, he uh, so gave uh, Joe Bradbury, who was also a co-owner in uh, Milberger Nursery, his first pallet of grass, which he uh, brought to San Antonio when he moved into San Antonio, and so, huh, and uh, so he staked uh, Joe Bradbury. Okay, that makes sense. And to which, from which Joe Bradbury became a millionaire, and uh, also bought uh, Lone Star Growers or had Lone Star Growers. Uh, just a little background. Okay. Uh, he, Arthur writes, uh, please share with Dr. Calvin. See? Okay. There's a new turf grass, and it's a offspring of my my beloved uh, Floritown. Mm-hmm. It says Provista. And I just talk, talked with Trace because I didn't know they were already had it. Oh, we have it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He says he's got a pallet back there. Huh. Pro and, Vista. And he says it's planted outside. I mean, in the... In oh, so we can see it? Outside the stand. Okay. He says it's definitely greener, darker greener. It's uh, arthritis. Uh, Pro Vista is a new Scots grass. That is the most shade and drought tolerant St. Augustine, better than Floritab. He put it in there. Okay. The nerve of this guy. See <laughs> uh, charts below from Texas A&M Research Center, Dallas. Overall best turf grass quality. And uh, he writes, I finally found a really good St. Augustine 
after 75 years in business. He he had his daddy started the business. Oh, okay. His daddy was a big floor tab. Liker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said, also, it's glyphosate resistant. So this is the end of <laughs> weeds in St. Augustine. Uh, but that's an option for the professionals. Trace is on board. I have 10 growers all over Texas. And you can read about it uh, at uh, Pro. P R O Vista V I S T A Turf T U R F dot com. I'm going there now. Pro, Provista Turf dot com, and uh, he sent me the the uh, the the uh, document. The reason it's uh, he's been working on this ten years or more. Uh, the reason it's it's uh, uh, resistant to uh, uh, tolerates round glyphosate uh, glyphosate is that uh, that was genetically engineered. They've been working on this for like I said, ten or fifteen years, but uh, and the Scots people he. He's got, he he had his own turf farm, but uh, he's turned it over to Scotts. Now, like I said, we have it. Uh, they claim they claim uh, it's drought tolerant, more drought tolerant than floor time. We'll wait and see. And uh, and it's also uh, more shade tolerant. So, that'll be that'll be hard. Yeah, do I? That'll be hard. To yeah, compare. yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna see. Because we've had. Every, I've been every, told that before. Yeah, every new <laughs> ent- entry has always been claimed. It, yeah, it was shade tolerant. Shade tolerant in uh, in Dallas, and they they've got the uh, they compared it to pal- palmetto, which is uh, we've been recommending. For for a long time, as a replacement for Raleigh. Now you remember, the original Floratam had some disease resistant to uh to disease resistant chinch bugs, and it showed up uh, the most drought tolerant uh, yeah, yeah. Saint Augustine in our in your test over yeah, there. Yeah, the big big uh, turf test that we had here in San Antonio. But. With all that said, it's fairly expensive. But uh, if you want, this is from Arthur Milberger. Like I said, been in in business for seventy five years, and he says <laughs> says this is the most shade tolerant, drought tolerant Saint Augustine, better than Florida. I can't believe you put better than Florida. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that uh, encouraged me to feel. To promote Florida, and uh, then what was this other in- entry they had too? Oh, they had uh, B, uh, uh, a letters, yeah. Um, let's see, palmetto or oh, for shade, 
or the other entry for what? There was the TJ Select. Yeah, TJ Select. What were that was a shade one. Yeah, uh, it was compared to a shade of Raleigh and sixty six fifty, which I don't know what it is, and Palmolive. Palmetto. Okay, so they didn't they didn't compare it to the yeah. It's, it's those three. And that, that was done uh, at Scotts, where they what they do is uh, they cover cover them with different uh, densities of shade cloth, so uh, it performed better, much better in sh- shade tolerance test. But we're not claiming that. But I will will mention to people it's. It's pretty expensive. Okay. But if it may be the, the last uh, St. Augustine that you plant. Yeah, because it does so well. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And it's darker green. Yeah, have you gone to look at it yet? No. I guess you didn't know. Trace said it's uh, the very last one on the oh, okay. uh, west side of the plantings outside the... Uh, we'll yeah. have to go and, check it out. Yeah, outside the fence. Is that the south side? Yeah. Yeah. But they, uh, but they're on, they're the on the east side of the plots. Okay, so right here. Yeah, back in. So uh, if you want to see it, you can look at that uh, right up on it. Provistas. Provista. Provista. Turf. Dot com. Well, right. I was I was on the website. Gives you, you lots of information. It was on there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, pictures. Um, um, sure there were. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they got. Uh, I printed out a picture of uh, Arthur Milberger standing in the in the middle of it. Now, in the old days, he used to do the children. Now he's got Arthur. <laughs> Picture of Arthur. Yeah, Arthur is definitely not a children. No. <laughs> He's 75 did, did years old. Did I send you I got you some pictures, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. I did. I? Yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's uh, interesting news. But uh, it's about time Arthur came up with it. After <laughs> 75 years? Oh. You know, he does listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, he does. Used, yep. to, used to call in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's if, a you good man. Ke- if you keep poking fun at him, he may call in again. <laughs> <laughs> One time. <laughs> yeah, that's I've right. Got, I've got to find a, a write-up on Arthur and put him on uh, Horticulture Heroes because he definitely deserves to be yeah. on Horticulture Heroes on PlantAnswers.com. But I don't know where to get her the write up, since I didn't do it. <laughs> we did oh. the other people. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, now we got about uh, just about a minute. You want to? No. Tease what's coming up. What are you going to talk about when we come back from the news? Vinca uh, Cora uh, series petunia. Right. And a few tomatoes we got left yep. right now. So hurry, come on. We over. don't we don't know if there'll be more coming, but yeah, gallons, take advantage of what we got. Yeah, gallons are coming next week. Okay, a little bird told you that? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I don't know if he's a bird or not. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at two one oh three oh eight 
210-308-8867. Back with more Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. And, of course, you're listening to 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. People like that Bells of Fire. That's the second big uh, uh, wagon full I've seen gone by. That guy has some right there. He's getting ready to get in line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you said that had a little bit of Gold Star in its uh, breeding? Yeah, yeah. The Gold Star genetics? Yeah, it was done in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Because it's got a lot of blooms on it. We we <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we, we sent a, a load of... Uh, James Spivey's crosses when he was at the, uh, let's see, he was at, uh, I guess he was at the Botanical Garden, but uh, to a breeder in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, they uh, made some crosses and came out with that. And the reason that that was chosen, I think James had already made the cross here in San Antonio. But uh, we were looking for a sterile, one that wouldn't produce seed and confuse those people to make, use them as uh, green beans, you know. No. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, that was one that we had chosen that uh, didn't set seed. Now, I don't know whether, I bet you these don't set much seed. I don't know. That's a good question, but yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that they wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, there are a lot of he's he's got his he's got his uh, and then he's got the um, poinciana, which you see blooming all around town. <laughs> Look, yeah, I wonder if they get as tall as Gold Star, and if they do, you could plant the uh, the bells of fire and the Gold Star next to each other. You no, I think they're smaller. You get that? I think Trey said they were smaller too. They're dwarf type. Yeah. Uh, but there's a there's a lot of non gold star yellow ones right up there at the entrance. Oh, okay. A lot of them. Is that Theralis I see there in the? F- yeah. Okay, that looks good. Peeking up, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think people know enough about or know about Theralis being deer resistant and blooming yellow all all summer long. Uh, also, I want to see those people looking at. Uh, Flare hibiscus out there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember how many flare hibiscus are sitting there next to that uh, white, uh, pale, white, or uh, pink? I the guess pinkish it. one, kind of. So. Look, she took the one with bloom. Yeah. Should I tell her that's only going to last one day? No. There's three or four of them there. Yeah. yeah there's. <laughs> but anyway, there was a lot of uh, flare hibiscus out there, and I, I was glad to see it. Because it's it's hard to find, but our our man Trace uh, he can find them. Does it ha- have it? But I would tell you, uh, there's I mean, how many left? Five. 
Two, yeah, and there are more. They're taller ones and stuff. I don't know if they're flare, but toward the front where you come in. Did you see those when you came in? No. Yeah, kind of, kind of right on the other side of the thoralis. You'll see. Oh, and Trace is right. They they do have they have big old blooms on them, but they've got the purplish leaves. Yeah, Not, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, once these flare are gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we can get any more. So you better, better take them now. How does that happen? <laughs> well, uh, it is obvious that they would like that color bloom, which uh, the the creator of that, Dr. Sam McFadden, out of Somerville, Tennessee. Right. Who's you, passed away. Yeah, he's passed away. Oh. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm training Calvin. <laughs> take care of it. What did yeah? What did you learn from Jerry Parsons? <laughs> <laughs> the whole Who list passed? of people that have passed away. <laughs> In fact, I got I got a note from uh, Rob uh, DeRosa, and uh, Yolanda. He said Yolanda had passed, and I said, "Well, I, we, I worked with a Yolanda. He was one of the first volunteers in my group, the oh. Greenhouse Group, but." I wrote Rob. I said, "Is that our Yolanda?" And he wrote me back this morning. That's another thing I was into. Uh, that that's not our our Yolanda. So I didn't recognize. <laughs> yeah, we. He, he said, "Our Yolanda, you're talking about dumpster diving, Yolanda." No, oh. I think she's still around. Okay, good. So anyway, uh, uh, looking, uh, but like I said, that flare biscuits. I don't. I don't think we, it's stopped blooming since he set the plants down there. It's always got another bloom. Yeah, it coming. does. And uh, like I said, it's it's a dwarf plant. And another thing for you plant breeders would be plant breeders. I mentioned it last weekend, but if you can find a viable seed on flare hibiscus, plant it. Plant it because it it'll come back. A very a new selection, uh, and now you can't do that with more grande because it comes back with a bunch of mess. I don't know what's in the genetics, but flare is is pot is a uh, <laughs> is practically sterile. Okay. So it'll have little pods. It'll have what you think are pods, but there's no seed in there. But when your plant gets bigger, uh, it'll sell, set maybe 1% of those that'll have a viable seed in there. And you can plant it and uh, see what comes out. That's where Calvin's uh, red flare came from. Oh, okay. Which has been lost. Oh. <laughs> it's past. Yeah, you know. I know. Uh, this is... <laughs> It's the saddest show on radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sad to me, too. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, Mr. Milberger's father. Dor- uh, speaking of the flare, <laughs> Dorothy we- Weedy has been going strong. We had the Is that right? 4th of July uh, <laughs> parade and in, in lunch in uh, the neighborhood. Well, she and, the, uh, and uh, there she was. Uh, <laughs> was she the... Uh, uh, poster child or the well, no, one was, uh, leader cert- of the parade? Yeah, certainly was a a uh, favorite <laughs> person. 
Yeah. And she's go. continuing. Her her daughter was telling me about uh, she uh, had some conta- uh, she had some container, so it, she didn't get enough containers. Oh, and she finally got some. And so she was waiting for somebody to <laughs> volunteer to plant them. <laughs> and she couldn't wait anymore, so she's out there planting oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> a hundred and some degrees. Have you ever picked up one of her, Kevin She uses real, I mean. Uh, oh, she uses the old-fashioned dirt in there, I guess, because it is heavy. <laughs> I went over to get some, uh, she used to be our, uh, our, uh, 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 find the uh, uh, plants that we propagated at the plant for at the at the uh, greenhouse, and uh, she said, "Well, I'll set them out front of our, of our garage," and uh, so I went to load them. I usually pick up four at a time, two in each hand. I said, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I went back and picked up two at a time, one in each hand, because <laughs> they were so heavy. Oh, okay. I couldn't make it with four. I think she came out and helped me, helped the old guy. She grabbed four? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she She's only a few years older than I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, she just, uh, every, every time I mention her name or think about her, I think about She's the raccoon capturing oh, yeah. champion. Yeah, <laughs> she she appreciates your uh, when somebody mentions to her. I don't think it's legal for you to uh, <laughs> uh, catch and dispose of those raccoons. And she changes the subject. Uh. You know? And uh, and the newsletter used to keep a running track of how many that she had <laughs> dealt with. The uh, Dream yeah. Hill Estates uh, raccoon yeah. <laughs> champion. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a problem catching them. There used to be uh, rabies. No, it's not a problem catching them. But it was you uh, were supposed <laughs> you were supposed to get somebody to come get them or deal with them right there. There you go. You were not supposed to take them off to. Uh, All right, well, you're gonna get, <laughs> uh, gonna get Dorothy in trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but she yeah she's quite nobody's going to arrest uh, Dorothy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> she's like my old mama, you know. She she greets you at the door with a shotgun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, I was going to talk about uh, the Vinca uh, Cora series. Uh, after talking about how long it takes take to come come up with that grass. Uh, I thought it would be good to renew everybody's uh, remembrance of uh, how Cora came, Cora uh, Vinca, Fairwinkle, mm-hmm. came into to, to play. Uh, they're in a four-inch pot, regularly dollar fifty-nine, on sale for four for five dollars. And now that's a, that's a they're as showy as they are. Uh, that's that you want to plant for to give you a good uh, uh, display, and uh, that's you could plant get twelve and plant four sets of three too if you like. Yeah. You're into three. I think that's the only annual that's totally deer resistant. Okay, 
You want to say something, Calvin? We well, had, uh, uh, had that uh, one guy. I said uh, it was an annual. I don't, uh, and you're saying Angelonia is not a, an annual? No. Well, it's not. <laughs> some places it's not an annual. Other okay. Places, other places it is. Getting back to Vinca Periwinkle. And Vinca is not an annual some places. Trinidad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't. I'm talking San Antonio. You can't just pick and choose. Those. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. The history of that started in the spring of 2007. And uh, Dr. Brent Pemberton, he's retired now. Milton. Well, good. Just retired. He hadn't passed. No. That I know of. He dodged a bullet there. <laughs> uh, provided uh, the Texas Superstar plant evaluation team with sample plants of annual vinca, which he said was disease resistant. And do you? I was one of the testers, and you mm-hmm. know what I said when he said it was disease resistant? <laughs> there you go, Milton. Were you there? So No, but I can guess. <laughs> he said, it says, Dr. Jerry Parsons was skeptical to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> wow, they put that nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Parson said, uh, told Pemberton that if it could live a month anywhere in San Antonio, it would be a breakthrough. Back then, uh, they used to, <laughs> they used to uh, die in a hurry here. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, he didn't need to check a, a check variety because every annual per, vinca periwinkle in San Antonio just suffered from the disease. And uh, like I said, I, I saw somebody the other day that was planting at Cane's uh, Chicken, my favorite chicken place, mm-hmm. was, <laughs> and they didn't use cora. And every one of those plants were killed with yeah. arrow photography. Now, the guy learned must have learned something because he jumped back in there with Cora, and they're looking pretty now. But uh, anyway, and, and guess who our first tester of Cora Vinca was? Forrest Apple. F- yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> uh, Makes sense if you're going to. The famous deer handler keeping the guy was keeping from eating every plant in the lane, landscape. And and wrote the uh, Plant Answers publication DearBest.htm of Hollywood Park, and he expressed an interest in trying. I knew he'd be straight with it. Uh, <laughs> he had several beds which was heavily contaminated from past years of planting annual vinca periwinkle. The reason everyone with a dare problem desperately needed annual vinca periwinkle is that deer will not touch them. The plants do well in semi-shade or full sun, and many colors are available. Uh, the results were unbelievable. The, they walked around the flowers and did not touch one. This is in Hollywood Park. And... Uh, We tried to uh, uh, 
Parsons requested that Brent Pemberton try to find where this resistance originated. So they did, they wrote uh, a person that worked at uh, Fisher Pro- Fisher Products that uh, they got uh, after 14 years of development the Nervina that that's a cutting stock. Uh, Trace said a little while back that you were going to get some Nervina. Nirvana? I, I never committed to that. I said I want some. Oh, okay. I would love for a growing operation to grow it. I did talk to a growing operation about doing it. Okay, good. Now, whether that's going to materialize or not, <laughs> I don't know. Nirvana is supposed to be a, a larger flower, I think, uh, it's, than Tora. It's definitely more disease resistant. Yeah. Which is saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was the first cross that they made, but I it's, guess. it's not grown by seed, Milton, so it's not easy to oh. just grow thousands of them. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the first Nirvana, 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 like the band. But you wouldn't you wouldn't know that. No, I wouldn't know that. You're you're about thirty years older than <laughs> than knowing that. Uh, it's a, it was the first vegetative line because they put it, could put it on the market faster than a seed strain. And uh, cores are from seed, grown from seed. Uh, con- concerning the, where the resistance was tested, uh, really tested, and this is all on uh, plantanswers.com under topics and under flowers and under Vinca. Me, me and God did a test here. Yeah, right. So I had, I had a bunch of Nirvana hanging baskets. I had a bunch of Cora Vinca from Peterson. Uh-oh. And I had some regular Vinca from one of the other growing operations. And then we had rain for like <laughs> 10 days yeah. straight. So guess which ones were still alive? <laughs> Nirvana. Nirvana, all of them. All right. Cora, probably 75% of them. Yep. And the others, zero of them. Huh. And uh, in the so-called resistant annual Vavinka varieties were planted in College Station in 2000. And so, uh, and planted by plant pathology. Who did not depend on chance for I, the for the vinca? I, you know, I can recall in the past there was like a ten or fifteen year span where nobody grew vinca. Oh yeah, and they, they before that they were the main. They were it planted at vinca at the entrance entrance way. Yeah. Well, we kept moving the yeah the, the date the, to buy the them. plant date back. Yeah. So there at the June. end, it was wait until August to plant. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we the pathologist recommended that we wait till June, which is supposedly to plant vinca, uh, which is supposedly after the rainy season. It's hard to imagine. I'm saying a rainy season <laughs> before June, but. Uh, this year, <laughs> it came early. It, 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 didn't, it didn't didn't come at all. June is one of our biggest rain months yeah. here in San Antonio, but it's warm. Yeah, isn't there a nursery rhyme? April showers or something like that. <laughs> May flowers. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, they, they don't live in San Antonio. No. <laughs> anyway, to make sure they were te- uh, this, uh, Doctor ba- uh, Barnes uh, was not dependent on the chance of the plant being tested. Would be definitely contact contacted with spores of Phylloxera uh, nicotiana species. So they they actually applied the photographer to the supposedly resistant varieties. Mm-hmm. Every one of the inoculated varieties died except one. And it's a white one. A single white selection. And I've got a picture of it in the, in the, surrounded by dead plants. It wasn't hard to pick out which one had resistance. No. Because it was the only one that that survived. And now they then took that white selection and uh, and put it in uh, put it made selections from uh, uh, Cora. The original germplasm was found overseas by Mr. Goldsmith. This was done by Goldsmith said Goldsmith Seed Company and uh, he Mr. Goldsmith himself about 20 years ago uh, found this found this brought this plant back uh, but anyway it's it's the, the selection they had and then then the new annual Vinca has been Two decades in the making, the disease-fighting technology developed for it is so revolutionary that it's actually patented. Uh, so anyway, I got an update <laughs> from Neil Spear. Mm-hmm. He's still with us. Somebody, yeah, barely. Uh, so somebody wrote in and said, Arcora periwinkle still being hit by the disease uh, the question was he got every year a few of our coral periwinkles fade away like they did in the 90s due to the fungus that's what you were saying Trey. most thrive but some weakened and die is that fungus around taking out periwinkles from a lady Liz R. Hurst this uh, is a very serious water mold fungus known as Phytophthora. Pretty well took periwinkles away from us 20 or 25 for all, almost 20, 25 years. How did I know where he was going with this? <laughs> <laughs> when Cora series came onto the market, they were touted as being disease resistant to the disease, but it gradually moved in on them as well. That's that's problem that genetics have uh, geneticists have then Cora XDR periwinkles were introduced as new and improved uh, those d- initials stand for extra disease resistance and they do appear to be honest improvements still you want to plant periwinkles in raised beds once it's turned hot and dry in late May or June that's what I was talking Oh, he's still about. being cautious. Yeah. There right. is nothing to be gained by rushing the planting season. Do you know when we started selling vincas at 
Mail burgers? Yeah, we started selling in the spring. March. Yeah. Hey, we not need to take June, a break. Not June. We'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot ride. Lincoln. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, keep your uh, home, if you've got a deck or patio uh, and you want to keep it looking new, keep it looking fresh, keep it looking good, you need to call Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care. It's easy to remember, deckandpatiocare.com, and that's all Barry does is help you take care of that deck, that patio, and uh, if it doesn't look great, he can make it look new again. Uh, and if you want to keep it looking good, he can do the same thing for you there. The uh, the number to call is 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. But I recommend you go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, where you can see pictures of these uh, decks and how great they look and how the before and after really does look new again. So uh, go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, or call 822-9147, 822-9147. Forty-seven. All right, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to, uh, I don't know where Trace's uh, <laughs> uh, cool front is. Oh, did you say where the cool front come? When yeah. I was coming over here, I heard on a radio station that uh, you can't believe high is going to be 100 today. I got a hundred and three. <laughs> oh, jeez! And it's going to be a hundred for the rest of the week. Yeah, it looks that way. The sad thing about it's it only is, ninety-four now, which is good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, and we'll get into August. <laughs> and do we expect it to be cooler in August than in July? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. But gosh, it's hard to believe. Yeah. But like I said. Uh, <laughs> The uh, we were talking about tomatoes earlier, and like I said, uh, I guess I think Trace is going to order uh, some gallons for next week. And uh, I talked to the grower, and uh, he said he was taking a chance on growing those gallons because uh, it's so hot. Doesn't think anybody will buy them, and uh, and and. In the fall, especially when it's this hot, those gallons grow rapidly. Uh, it, uh, so rapid they, they need <laughs> that to be they can barely get them to the market before they. But that that's a that's a I'd say an advantage to the homeowner uh, to get a gallon now. They they're going to be. Re- uh, they've got got a. Some more growing there in gallon pots contain number one. Excuse me, method. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're in gallon pots, so they say what selections? Yeah, try, try uh, tycoon. Yeah, and uh, celebrity. No, that that's in the next batch oh. that they're gonna have in gallon. 
but I can't remember that. It was it's an old rodeo tomato that we selected. Red snapper. Uh-huh. It wasn't it wasn't a fish. Okay. <laughs> Red snapper. But uh That's it's, what it's I a got. Good, it's uh, a good variety. I got the Red Snapper, and I got the uh, last year's rodeo tomato. Yeah, that red that red snapper's been been a good tomato. I love the name for everybody. <laughs> I can remember it, can't we, Kevin? All right, we got Beth on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Beth? Well, I have three little things that I wanted to mention, so I'll try to be calm down and. Give it an intelligent report. First of all, frog fruit that y'all were talking about is another little plant that is deer-resistant. And it it makes really nice ground cover, can really tolerate the heat. Uh, And it's an excellent one for the butterfly garden because it attracts the the buckeye butterfly. So that's that's a good one, and especially since it's deer-proof. The okay. second thing I was going to say. Wait a minute. What is it? Frog fruit. Frog fruit. Oh, frog, frog fruit. fruit. <laughs> yeah, and and it, I think it is in, is in the verbena family. It's a very interesting little flower if you get it, look at it with a hand lens because it has many little parts just like lantana and verbena oh. do. Okay. That's why it's good for the butterflies. That's okay. good. Second thing I'm just going to comment on. My 62-year-old sycamore, regular sycamore, is dropping it. its annual leaf drop. It's about <laughs> two weeks late. Oh, but it's, no. oh, it had beautiful, beautiful foliage this spring, really heavy in spite of the drought. But now it does this every year. You yeah. know, and at first you sort of feel panicky, but then you realize, <laughs> no. And it's not a favorite time of the year to rake leaves, so I think the blower will probably be the best. Or you can and, mow them. <laughs> well, I bet, yeah, I bet yeah, that I bet those big leaves are are brittle, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. That would be the best thing. But I, I'm a senior citizen, and I don't use a lawnmower. Now, what anymore, do you what so do you I, think, Jerry and I are? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I have, that's what that's I why I, you, that's why you have children. Oh, uh, my son. Mowed. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> when it comes to I've mowing, I've got them, I think, but I'm not sure. When it where comes they are. to mowing the grass, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah how, that's how, good tall, I... how tall is your sycamore? Oh, my gosh. It must be 40 feet tall. Okay. Huge, huge trunk. And when we were talking about them shedding their bark, you know, yeah, early right. this spring, early this spring when it started really a massive shedding, some of the flakes. That would shed off were like four layers. Wow! You you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so gorgeous that beautiful white oh, bark, and yeah. it, a lot of the tip ends of the branches in the freeze year before last. Did you tell part. us is it an Amer- American or a Mexican American. sycamore? No, it's no, it's just a regular old old, old time one. Beautiful, beautiful. Just love it. We planted it specifically to shade a west window you know so and that's you want, why you it, wanted something that would grow fast right well yeah that's right you, you didn't and think you would live long enough to see it get 40 feet right you're not kidding you just i guess you I, fooled you didn't you yes fooled <laughs> myself too anyway so that was another comment 
But then earlier this year in March, I had called to talk about a huge heritage oak, live oak, in my yard that had split. A third of its canopy fell off, broke, snapped. And I was just wondering if y'all had read anything or heard anything else about this condition. I tuned into my other gardening program, just got the tail end of their conversation this morning, and they were talking about this. More people are uh, reporting these mysterious breaking off yeah you know what they call you know what that disease is called no limb drop disease (laughs) what is it called (laughs) limb Limb drop limb drop yeah that's that's (laughs) well there this part that broke off on this big like i say heritage oak if it was enormous it's probably three feet across where it snapped off, and then it itself was forked, you know, to make two sets like two forks. And then they were, they were, they split off. But anyway, where it split off, and when you looked into the hollow, it looked like, it was not like burnt wood, like you would see charcoal, but it was like sheets of black construction paper or tar paper, sheets of it. Very, very unusual plant, and I did call uh, Vaughn uh, and talk to him a little bit about it, and he said, because I thought maybe it was caused by a lightning strike, but you know, and it had burned many years years ago, but it's not the same type of burn. Yeah. But, any, but anyway, he said no, that it was a virus and that that happened, and so this morning when, when I did hear people were com- we're talking about seeing limbs just suddenly snap off. So I think well, that's a good name. It's happening in Cherry's neighborhood, in my neighborhood. In pistache. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, what uh, what is uh, driven in my neighborhood is that the inclination to have arborists come look at the, mm-hmm. you know, because we got huge we got huge oak trees too and pecans yeah. and and uh, it's kind of you go out there and you look, <laughs> there's one on your roof or yeah. For your car, you get a little. You, you you do need somebody to look at it. The hundred degree heat is not helping either. No. Yeah, but this was back in March, and it was no no wind or anything. My neighbor happened to hear it when it split at huh? about ten o'clock in the evening, and thought it was a car crashing into a house or something. But it is it. it I, I still grieve when I walk over there yeah. and see how sad it is because there was nothing could be done you know and so i'm waiting until december and i'll have my son-in-law come and we will trim it back let everything all the leaves fall off right where they are and then trim it up so that it will be a nice landscape mm-hmm. feature you know. your son-in-law is pretty reliable so he's not going to run away before then <laughs> that's that's right no right away when he came and saw the tree and he said oh i can come with the chainsaw right away you know, and I told him, oh, no, we're going to wait till all the leaves have fallen, and then we're going to make it a, a, a beautiful landscape feature. Yeah, let's, so. uh, let's uh, remind everybody out there in the audience that if they've got trees that have horizontal branches in there that are uh, old trees, it certainly pays to have a, an arborist take a look at it just to protect your property and... Uh, Yourself. 
Thank well, you, Beth. I was, oh. I was hoping, well, Mr. Vaughn, of course, I didn't expect him to come out and look, but I'm going to have the people who come and trim my trees to come by and take a look at it when it's, well, later on. Thank Sounds y'all. good. Thanks, Thanks Beth, Thank for you. the good We're information. We're up against a break. All right, so Steve and Lewis, you hang on a second. We'll come to you in just a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. But I called her Bakersfield, and it would always make her smile. Don't know where she is today, but she was mine for a while. Every time Welcome back to Milberger's Garden in South Texas. Let's get right back to the phone tonight. Now we've got Steve and Lewis waiting. Steve is fr- first. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Milberger's Garden in South Texas. What's going on? Oh, I, uh, several years ago, y'all, I know the doctors were promoting a kind of handheld wand. It was about four feet long. had perforation along the bottom. I was wondering if you know where I can buy one of those kind of hand sprinklers anymore. I think it was the hover sprinkler. Trace, do we still have the yeah. hover sprinkler? No. Okay, I don't even, I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, I think I still have the lady's phone number. Okay. No, so yeah, we'll have to do some research. Maybe somebody has seen it. Or we can, okay. maybe Trace can get me her number. We can call and see where, where they are. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Steve. We'll tell you when we find out. If we find out. If we find out. All right. Lewis <laughs> is on the line at 210-308-8867. Uh-oh. Lewis is going to talk about vincas. Maybe he's got deer problems. Uh-oh. Lewis, what's going no, on? No. I was going to share it. I really like those core vincas. I planted some about 10, 15 years ago and never bought any since. <laughs> they throw so much seed out. I got white ones and purple ones. And the oh, yeah. White ones with the red eyes. Yeah. My wife they, dug up about 20 of them yesterday and replanted them. <laughs> they come back pretty close to, well, the the, yeah. the chorus uh, are a true hybrid. And mm-hmm. so they may have different <laughs> different colors well, than like the original one. Okay. Uh-huh. But once you, once you uh, save the seed from that, uh, the ones that come up seedlings, uh, they'll probably be pretty, pretty close to true seed. But if you want the different colors, just let them reseed. That's what we do. That's what we do. We got lots of them coming up. Same thing with Laura Bush Petunia. I planted that, like I said, twenty some years ago, and and did reseed. In fact, I still have them going strong. And Katie Rilly, the reds and the blues. I mean, not the reds. The oh yeah. And the whites and the. Yeah. And hey, where, 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 where do you live? Are you I in San Antonio? Well, in Matagorda County, not far from Arthur Millburg. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, hey, that, um, that gets a lot of rain over there. Uh, not this year. <laughs> have you had uh, Have you had any dye from uh, Arable Photophora? No, and I know exactly what Photophora is, and I have never seen a, a periwinkle. Of course, I wasn't growing them, you know, before with older varieties. I didn't, I yeah. didn't grow them then. I didn't, I, I didn't start growing them till uh, Chorus came out. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, thank you, Lewis. You did good. Hey, I got a quick, I got a quick question though. What plum varieties would you recommend for Zone Eight A up in the Brazos County Bryan area? The what? What's a plum? A plum for plum. Brazos yeah. County? Meth, methy yeah. in Santa Rosa, I guess. Yeah, we've we've recommended methy for years. So what? But, uh, some, it's up in Brazos. Yeah, Matagorda County. No, 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 not Matagorda. Up in Bryan area. Oh, Brian. Okay, yeah. I guess I wouldn't be. I was wondering if there was, uh, was that plum that Milton and I like, uh, but it's not. Uh, yeah. yeah, not cold. cooler weather up yeah, there. Yeah, it's not cold weather. But yeah, uh, I grow the Florida variety down here in Matagorda County, and they do real well for me. Yeah, so. yeah, that that's a, for the past few years, <laughs> we've been getting a, a lot of no plum that's, reports. That's well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then you have a plum, Kevin? I got, yeah, I've got uh, a <clears throat> couple of plums, and I've just not had great luck. Mine are getting to the point too, where the uh, trees on the border are, are threatening them. No, oh, yeah. Thanks, Lewis. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. All, all right, man. B- bye, Lewis. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace is on the porch with us. Well. I deleted the phone number when I uh, got my new phone. Oh, did you? They okay. did that to me. I got a new phone. And I looked online. I couldn't see it online. So <clears throat> Maybe somebody will call in that had one. Maybe so. I just remember her being a very pretty lady. Oh, okay. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, uh, oh, we if I, you guys switch uh, topics. So we're, we're I think, well, gosh, that's a pretty methly plum. We're, we're, we're at Hover Sprinkler. We're, we're Hover Sprinkler. Oh. Yeah, somewhere probably in my garage I got one. But maybe, maybe, maybe I should Google lady. Maybe it's in my phone. Under okay, right. just lady. Yeah, be careful with that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. Say, guys, is this one of your uh, foliage uh, yeah, for, yep. the, for the hibiscus? That's one of the perennial hibiscuses, yeah. Yeah, so it's got the purple purple foliage. Yeah. And, it looks uh, like a pink flower. There was a pink one and a red one. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. I saw the pink one over there. I'm, I'm sending Jerry that way when he goes home, <laughs> so he can go see them. Uh, tell him to stop before he gets to 1604. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't don't go into 1604. Okay. I won't. I don't uh, think I can make it that far. <laughs> okay. And he's, got, he's also got to look at the tur- turf grass variety too. Yeah. Um, but. Actually, Jack, lan- lantanas look good too, uh, Trace. <laughs> uh, Calvin didn't uh, mention to that lady that called in that had the oak problem, you know, the splitting oak. Uh, oh, by the way, my son came and pulled my pistachio limb that broke down off. Now, the interesting, because uh, uh, tomorrow, our Monday is our, our brush pickup day. Yeah. And so I had to have him pull that broken limb. It was still attached to the tree, very little, uh, to the front yard. And uh, it had lost all its leaves, and that thing was full of seed. Maybe it got heavy, too heavy. That's what happened to pecans. Oh, okay. I don't think pecans have filled out yet. So we'll probably be getting broken limb problems from pecans. Oh, in the fall? Yeah. 
if if they've been some got enough water to be have yeah. fruit. But anyway, that I, I haven't noticed mine have any fruit at all. I yeah, haven't looked close, but <laughs> that uh, lady that called in, she was talking about waiting until all the leaves fell off the oak tree. Well, that can be spring. Why don't you Why don't you do it now? Oh, She's yeah. worried about more cutting them back, but I have an from an authority. A very well-known authority uh-huh. that oaks can be pruned now through mid-February. <clears throat> Oak wilt fungus mats are now dormant. Seal all cuts with pruning paint. So you know that that with that oak wilt thing, we had two times to prune: once in the hot summer, yeah, and once in the winter, February. The cold winter, which never is well, it, unpredictable. Know, it was pretty cold this year. Yeah, yeah. unpredictable very winter. Very cold the year before. So she can go ahead and if the if from now until mid February, she can go ahead and make that cut on that those oak trees. Well, is that what does the city mm. ordinance say? I would think by mid September it already start cooling off. Yeah. So it starts cooling off in mid-September? It better. It's historically <laughs> happens around there. Yeah. August is hot. July is hot. <laughs> and then it kind of breaks in the fall a little bit. And the, But the original recommendation was uh, in the heat of the summer. Right. Really cold or really hot. Which, yeah. Because those fungus mats are dormant. What is then. The right. But the heat of the summer is not in September. That's, the, that's what we're saying. Pruning old trees. Or October or November. Yeah. Why are you looking at it? Have you been here in, in September? Where do you go in September? <laughs> are you saying it's not the heat of the summer now? No, we're saying that, that the window may be open now. Yeah. But probably closes in September. Oh, okay. So and she I, and can I th- still th- prune her deal. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to... I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how hot it has to be. Is 101 enough? Yeah, I think that'll be enough. All right. Because it wants to. Uh, I'm not going to tell people to do that. The, fu- <laughs> the paint, paint the wounds either way. This recommendation is not from Milton, by the way. Paint the wounds. We're going to make that clear. Paint the wounds. <laughs> well, it says seal, seal all cuts. Okay. With pruning paint. Okay, then. I thought you weren't going to seal. The original recommendation was you didn't have to paint during the, 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 the winter pruning type time and also during the fung- uh, summer. My recommendation is to paint anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to enlist. The, we need to check with Mark. Yeah, see what the dates we are. always get these things. Pretty with, sure he's listening. We'll get a call. Uh, we'll get a call from him tomorrow. <laughs> Mark's going to agree with me. But uh, anyway, the <laughs> fungus my, mats, probably with all this hot weather, uh, are now dormant. The fungus mats on mainly What red, about the microbes? <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe Mark will call us tomorrow, but I'm betting 50 cents that Mark will agree with me huh? and say, just paint them. 50 cents? Is that all you can handle? Uh-huh. That's a big bet for me. <laughs> I'm, now I know why you said tomorrow. I just looked at the clock. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we Mark can't, won't have time to call in. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, you're disagreeing with this person. 
What's that? Expert. Nationally known expert. I'm saying who is that person? Who is a person? Yeah, I'm saying it's just best to always paint the wounds. Well, don't he, don't he, sit there and try to determine he whether they're that, dormant or he not. Says Just paint them. Seal all cuts with ruining. Move pruning. Okay, that's a, then we agree. But I agree with that. I I think that the original recommendation was you didn't have to paint. When was the original recommendation? How many know. years ago? Ten years. Have things changed years? in ten years? Perhaps. No. No. If no, it was not, good to... not growing fungus mats. Okay. That's, that's I'm a, just a I'm agreeing with them. Paint the wounds. Okay. Okay, who am I agreeing with, by the way? Uh, <laughs> Neil wrote this. Okay, Neil and I agree. So, oh, well, fungus mats are now dormant. I agree. And My, you, the other part I didn't like. What's that? Paint the perimeter? Really hot or really cold. Well, that's, in that's, the fall, yeah. it's not either. So And now you're... you're mid, Mid-September through whenever. I mean, it could yeah. be Christmas. It's... You, you never know. And I don't know what temperature they go dormant. Really hot to me, maybe. Well, you may like really hot. Maybe you like 101. I think we need some f- further explanation from Neil. Okay. Let's, <laughs> we'll call Neil tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You got you Neil's go. number? No. Okay. Well, should. I do have his Why number. don't we yeah. use Mark Peterson? Okay. We'll use Mark. Because the the the, uh, the thing uh, thing about uh, San Antonio is that uh, every year <clears> is a little different. The, but there is a clear ordinance that tells you how long after the cut is made you're supposed to paint it and which time of the year you yeah. don't paint. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, which time of the year you are not supposed to prune. Right. We'll see what the ordinance says. But I think, it's, I think it's changed. Well, I looked at the, the listing here, and, and it has changed through the years. Oh, is that right? Well, the dates, yeah, and and, and looks like several experts have <laughs> offered. So it'd be it'll be good to see you if uh, there you go. Mark has got to settle down. All right, we'll see if Mark will settle this. We argument. need a definitive answer. Definitive. <laughs> I think he was one of the original authors to that Oak oh, yeah. thing. But yeah. I, I've heard you say a number of times. You know, we used to believe that blank happened. Now we know that it doesn't happen that way. But not about fungus mats. I think I think when you were talking, when it, when you were when talking it, about fungus mats, I'm pretty it, sure. it's hot, see, the fungus mats grow on the uh, cut surface. I'm just saying. No, that's just hey. red oaks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're on red oaks. All right. We'll see what Mark says that tomorrow. That spreads to the... Call but, Mark and tell him to call the show tomorrow. <laughs> I bet he's listening, though. If your oak has got... Trace, we got like 10 seconds. Hang oak on. Oak wilt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you, it'll, it won't, won't affect the heat. Won't affect. All right. We're going to take a break for today. See you back here tomorrow at Mill Burger, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.